Hi, and welcome to the Badger Talks podcast, the podcast that shares interviews with experts from the University of Wisconsin-Madison community about their work, programs, and research, and what they are like as people too. I'm your host, Ben Rush. Listening to this podcast gives you a sneak peek of an upcoming longer talk by each guest. Our guest today, Depesh Navsaria, will give a talk called Mirrors, Windows, and Sliding Doors, Why Diversity in Children's Books Matters to Us All, on October 11th at noon Central Time virtually. A link to the virtual talk, as well as past and upcoming talks, is in the show notes. For now, let's dive into the interview with Depesh Navsaria. Depesh, thanks for joining me on the Badger Talks podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well, and thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. Excited to see you on here. Uh, I honestly had never thought of putting children's books and pediatrics together. So very happy to see that combination existing in the world. And we will get to that. Can we first start with the name and pronouns you use, please? Yes. Uh, I'm Depeche Saria, and I go with he, him, his pronouns. And for the listeners, if folks were going to bump into you on the street, what might you look like today? Yeah, most commonly, I describe myself as a tall, geeky South Asian guy, um, you know, middle-aged and uh, with glasses. And usually how people can easily identify me beyond that is that I almost always have a bow tie on when I'm around a work setting. Well, I've seen that in some of your pictures and... Maybe if you go into libraries or working with kids, maybe uh, a tie-dyed lab coat here and there. Uh, you know, I as a clinician, I when I'm in clinic and all, I don't wear white coats, but I do own uh, a couple that are tie-dyed, which is uh, what I wear when I'm at summer camp um, or in a couple of other special situations. Awesome. Are there any identities you'd like to highlight about yourself? Well, I usually describe myself as a, a pediatrician in the public interest, um, which means that, uh, you know, I do the things you'd expect of a pediatrician, uh, mostly in the outpatient world, so clinics and all, um, but that I also do a lot of things that really try to help make the world a better place for children and families uh, through advocacy work, through teaching, uh, through writing, um, all the ways that we can think about the, uh, the environments that children and families live in and how we as a society can make them better. But if you could expand on that when you're talking about or talking about your work to family and friends in about a minute or two, what what research kind of do you do on campus? Mm -hmm. So the interesting thing about research is that I, I actually describe myself as a terrible researcher. I, I, I honestly don't have the patience for it, and I, I admire those who do. Um, but what I like to do is take other people's research, uh, and of course with proper attribution and credits and all, um, help translate that to the, the broader world. Um, I find it more interesting to be able to tell stories, to be able to um, uh, explain how the world works um, to the general public, to parents, uh, sometimes to children, uh, and really apply that work that sometimes doesn't get outside of the world of academia, but uh, is really so necessary for the, the bigger world out there. I find myself leaning on that side as well. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm an okay researcher, but I think it is sometimes more exciting to show the world like, oh, these really fascinating things are happening. Getting to your background a little bit, 
When did you start thinking of combining library sciences and medicine? Yeah, gosh, that's that's a, an an interesting journey that I I took there. So you know, as as a child, I just I just adored my local library. Right, the the weekly trip to the library and coming home with armfuls and armfuls of books um, that I would just devour was uh, was the highlight of of every week. Um, I never really thought about becoming a librarian because you know it's not one of those professions that is right in front of you that everyone talks about and, and so forth. Um, as I went through the world of health sciences training, which included first a public health degree um, and then going to physician assistant school uh, and so on, I encountered this program uh, called Reach Out and Read. And Reach Out and Read is where we give books out at regular checkups that young children have. Um, and as part of the checkup, we, we not only give them the book it's but we go beyond just the mere book giveaway we talk to families um how often do you have a chance to share books with your child right and 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 try to you know do our best to help uh ensure that's happening do some troubleshooting or problem solving if there are issues or simply just reinforce what parents are often already doing right so i knew about this program i had encountered it in my training uh and then i realized when i was in medical school that I didn't know enough about children's books themselves. Uh, now look, I was an English major as an undergraduate, but you know, look, the things that I'm learning there is things like, you know, Shakespeare and Milton. Um, in fact, I might've ended up, you know, getting a, a PhD in English literature and I probably would have been a John Milton specialist if the world had just been different. Um, but we don't really talk about but children's nothing on books. Redfish or bluefish or no. anything like that. No, the doctors I hung out with were not Dr. Seuss. Uh, so we, um, so I, I actually went looking around for how I could learn more about children's books and discovered that one of the best uh, children's uh, research libraries in the country was uh, a mere mile from my home at the library school at the University of Illinois. Uh, where we lived at the time. And I wandered in there, and uh, before I knew it, I was taking a library science class in my second year of med school, and uh, then stopped, uh, took a break from med school for um, a year to do a master's in library science, and specifically in children's literature, uh, and then right back into med school to finish up. Uh, so that's, that's how I ended up being... Um, uh, I'm probably, as far as I know, the only pediatrician with uh, a degree in children's librarianship. Well, I feel my, you know, my, my background is partly in public health and a lot of the tenets of public health is preventative um, and really trying to take socioeconomic status into, into account and all these environmental factors. And yeah, I mean, like I said, you're the first person that I've came across that's combining medicine and children's literature, but when you think about it, it makes total sense. And the program that you've been mentioning highlights even some of the outcomes uh, that can occur with higher literacy, uh, just starting you know, even at ages two and three and beforehand. Well, and I, and I want to highlight that even though, you know, most people's first, first time they hear about Reach Out and Read, they say, oh, it's great. You're giving away books. And I say, yes, yes. But we're actually doing intentional skill building with, with 
with families um, and reinforcement and support. It's uh, the the book giveaway part is actually the easy part in in many ways, and there's actually very little evidence that book giveaways on their own do a whole lot. Uh, but intentional skill building by by skilled, trusting professionals who already exist is is far better. But there's another piece to it that we've we've come to recognize over the last decade or so in the world of reach out and read, which is you know, shared book reading is not only about learning to read. And it's it's also about the health of the relationship between uh, caregivers and children, you know, yeah, mostly parents, right? But it can be other other family members or, or loving adults and so on. And that health of relationships, that relational health piece is absolutely critical if, because when you look at the data that's out there, that Children who do well, even when they're in adverse circumstances, are the ones that have at least one, hopefully more, but at least one um, safe, stable, nurturing relationship in their in their life. And if shared book reading is one of the scaffolds, one of the pathways by which we can help ensure that that happens, great, well, wonderful. We have an intervention that's low cost, um, remarkably effective, and has resounding outcomes across the entire life course. Yeah, that's really remarkable. And I'm actually hoping, so I feel like that's a great introduction to your, your Badger Talks live coming up. Can you tease a little bit what you're hoping to talk about beyond just representation in children's literature? Yeah, so one of the things that we we think about a lot at Reach Out and Read is, is the quality of the books that we're, we're uh, bringing to children and families and what's in them, right? So um, we... Honestly, we really shy away from, you know, book drives and collections and things like that because uh, it's very hard to control the, the type of book you get. And yeah, there's, you know, the books you get are the books you get. Some of them are not necessarily high quality or, or the latest ones or, you know, or whatever the case may be. But since we commit to doing new books uh, at Reach Out and Read, it gives us also an opportunity to say, okay, what's actually in these books? Um, what's, you know, how, how does it help uh, with the world that children live in? Uh, and one of the th concepts that's been out there for a while, um, which was articulated by Rudine Sims Bishop, uh, she said, books are not just simply this thing that you sit down and read and share and, and, and whatnot, that they also have metaphorical roles. Um, she said one of the roles is they're like mirrors, right? That uh, children can look at books and say, hey, I see myself in this, whatever aspect it is of, of themselves, right? But they say, I see myself in this book. Um, it's, it's validating, it's reflecting, particularly if you're from a non-majority um, identity or population or whatever the case may be. She also talks about it as books as windows, right? That uh, you can look through windows at other worlds that you may not have the opportunity to experience or not to experience yet, right? Different countries, uh, different neighborhoods, um, different ways of living, different cultural, you know, practices, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, and then the, the last thing she talked about was sliding glass doors, right? That, um, that can you slide that open now and actually enter that world? Uh, and what, what role might books have, have in that? Um, that it, it goes beyond just simply saying, oh, look, we have a character with darker skin in the book, right? It's to say, how does this serve as taking all children, 
not just certain children, but all children on that journey. Yeah, I'm, I'm just really glad uh, you and your, your partners are doing this. Um, I think looking on Reach Out to Read websites too, part of the whole book ex- reading experience is just having kids' imaginations transport them to another world. And I think, like you're saying, beyond representation, it, it really lets kids see themselves and also imagine a world that could be even better and, and, and more just as well. So thank you for your work. And I'll also give you a little plug here. If people want to hear more of your very relaxing voice, uh, they could probably hear it on some sort of other audio outlet, correct? They certainly can. Uh, I am the host of the Reach Out and Read podcast, which you can access at reachoutandread.org slash podcast. Uh, we have a, quite a great library of conversations there with um children's book authors, illustrators, funders, uh, healthcare providers, um, all sorts of people that help us think and talk about the lives of children and families. Uh, it's, it's great fun. And, uh, we encourage you to, uh, subscribe, rate and review. Well, thank you very much for being on here. And I encourage all of our listeners to check out your talk in a week. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Badger Talks podcast. I hope you enjoyed the interview, and if you want to catch more of Depeche, check out his talk on October 11th at noon Central Time. The link to his upcoming talk and talks by other University of Wisconsin-Madison experts is in the show notes. Until next time, be well. The Badger Talks podcast is a creation by UW Connects and Deepin Data Media. Music composed by Bill Purdy and played by the University of Wisconsin Marching Band. The podcast is recorded, edited, and produced by Deepin Data Media.